This is a GRDC podcast. Chickpea production in WA took a king hit in the early 2000s when a fungal outbreak hammered grower confidence and reduced crop coverage from 60,000 hectares to just 5,000. It's now almost around 10,000 hectares. But with GRDC investment, Chickpea Breeding Australia, or CBA, is working to firmly re-establish chickpea production into a premium and profitable product in Western Australia. Hello, I'm Deborah Bishop. Traditionally, several constraints have limited widespread adoption of chickpeas in WA, including disease and harvestability. But a five-year, $30 million GIDC investment is working to restore grower confidence and extend chickpea production from the traditional northern geographic reach into Western Australia. A CBA program team led by New South Wales Department of Primary Industries chickpea breeder Dr Christy Hobson is working with local grower groups, CSIRO and WA universities to improve yields, chilling tolerance, disease resistance and adaptation to soils with a low pH to suit WA conditions better. The program's first variety, CBA Captain, released in 2020, is showing potential to be part of a chickpea resurgence in the West, offering broad adaptation to chickpea growing regions, early to mid-flowering options and excellent harvestability. The trial has a couple more years to run yet, but CBA is excited by the results so far around improving breed lines. I spoke to Dr Christy Hobson, who's encouraging West Australian growers to reconsider chickpeas, especially given the importance of pulse crops in farming systems. So we've got six evaluation sites, so we've got quite a bit of material coming into these trials and those trials extend from Scadden all the way up to Northampton. Today at the Dal Wallanew site, we've got a stage three and a stage two trial. So we've got about six to 800 lines in yield plots at the site and we're looking for traits that really improve the performance of chickpeas in Western Australia, such as early vigour, plant type, the flowering time and potting time. And we use that knowledge not only to understand the performance of the germplasm we have now, but focus that into our breeding efforts and make really strategic and focused crosses for the Western Australian environment. So there's a team of you over here from the east at the moment. Are you basically working to expand the geographic reach of chickpeas? Yes, we are. We're really looking to expand the production and we've got a much more focus on the expansion areas through not only New South Wales DPI and GRDC's investment in chickpea breeding Australia and the expansion areas, but there's a whole host of pre-breeding investments that GRDC are making with organisations based in the West to tackle some really difficult traits that we need to overcome to improve the success of chickpeas in Western Australia. So things like chilling tolerance, the ability to set pods under cold temperatures temperatures, aluminium toxicity tolerance because, you know, those lower pH soils. And we're also just really keen to understand the vigour of our material on these various different soil textures, which, you know, are different to that northern region, heavier soil type. We've also got a bit of a different distribution in rainfall as well. We often are going into a stored moisture type scenario in the northern grains region, whereas here we've got a much more Mediterranean winter dominant 
soil type and rainfall pattern. So very different environments, but chickpeas are a really plastic and adaptable plant. So, you know, from central Queensland all the way through to the west, they definitely have a good fit, but we just need to tweak things to make them even better. So at the trial site that we had a look at today, uh, just outside of Dalwollinu, what were some of the takeaways that you saw in that particular trial? It's quite a substantial trial, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. There would be almost 1,000 plots at that site. We've got quite a number of sites of that site through WA and even a large one up at Minganyu. I was really thrilled to see the differences in plant type that we've got and some really nice upright erect plants coming through. We've got that whole range. You've got material that you don't want to see again as well. The very spreading, slow moving, you know, you would say weren't very happy in that soil type. And, and obviously it's been very wet as well. So it's quite, you know, a prolonged cold, wet conditions. Yeah, some lines that are flowering and ahead of where our current commercial varieties are at in terms of that phenology. So that was really promising. And I think just the general architecture and harvestability of that material, getting those pods up off the ground so that growers can have confidence in the harvestability and I guess yeah making sure that we get the yield but then they can also capture that and don't leave anything behind. So varieties you know what can you take us through on those? So we've released CBA Captain in 2020 and there is seed available over in the West. Captain provides a large improvement in plant type over PBA Striker, so much more harvestable, good lodging resistance. It's got a good yield advantage as well. So in the NVT where we've got a number of years of data, it sits you know, either equal to PBA Striker or better and a s- substantial yield improvement over Genesis 836, which is really the only other variety that growers have that have that type of architecture. So it is a great improvement and it's got a moderately susceptible rating to ascochyta blight resistance, which is also as good as we have in our current varieties. We are very keen to improve that ASCO resistance and the CBA program puts a lot of effort into improving ascochyta blight. And we're also working quite closely with groups like Curtin University so that they're screening some of our material against Western Australian isolates. So we make sure that we've got the right targets and that we're improving with our germplasm. You have got some partnerships and they're leveraging those WA industry connections that that you're establishing. What significance do those partnerships bring to trials like this? You've got a few universities on board with this, haven't you? Yeah, that's right. We've worked previously with University of Western Australia to adopt their methods around fast tracking accelerated single seed descent methods. And that's a really key component of a breeding program because if we can reduce the plant cycling time, we can observe material that does well in WA, make those crosses and then get that material back in WA as quickly as possible. So that's a really key breeding tool. We've also been working with Murdoch University in trying to improve the aluminium tolerance of chickpeas and there's quite a significant investment that's occurred there with GRDC, basically looking at increasing the diversity and making sure they can capture any improvements that we can get. And then that material will also filter back into the breeding program. And there's also a large investment with CSIRO looking at chilling tolerance, which also involves DPIRD. And I think one of the other key relationships we have is with the DPIRD pulse agronomy staff. Like they've really got the knowledge, the local know-how, and they feed some really great feedback to the program around what the limitations are and how our current material is performing. The bottom line always is profitability. What is the potential? You're trying to increase the confidence of West Australian growers. What information, what can you give them about the potential profitability in this regard? So I guess profit is definitely yield by price. So we're obviously doing many things to improve the yield of the chickpea and particularly the reliability of the yield. 
current Desi Chick Peak prices are, are probably at a lower trough, but we've certainly seen the peaks. And I guess some of that volatility of Chick Peak prices is part of parcel of the crop. But the outlook is definitely positive in terms of the global need to have chickpeas and Australia is well suited to meet those needs. Our product is generally considered a, a premium type in the market. And with CBA Captain, we've got good market acceptance from the crops over in the east and WA will be able to also provide that same quality attribute through CBA Captain. So, Christy, clearly, I mean, this research is important, I suppose, to underpin chickpea production in WA. How long are the trials going to take to give some results and some indications to growers here in the West? We've been running this, I guess, footprint of trials since 2020. This is our third year of getting data, so we're certainly getting good capture of the environments from season and year changes. But we're absolutely committed to continuing the yield evaluation in WA. We'll be able to see how the material that we've crossed specifically for WA is performing. And we actually saw that today with some of those improvements in plant vigour and plant type at the Del Waller News site. So we're already getting that data. Each year we're continually updating and getting an understanding of that Western Australian environment. So to those growers who might not yet be convinced, what's your message to them? Oh, definitely try and get along to an MVT site and see CBA captain, see that improvement in plant type and any opportunity where we can get feedback from the growers and understand that, make sure our objectives are aligned with some of the limitations that would improve chickpea in its own right, but also in the farming system, we'd be really keen to hear from them. And grower participation in trials, obviously, is a very important aspect, isn't it? Absolutely. We're very thankful to our cooperators for hosting the trials. It means that we are getting data on chickpeas in the Western Australian environment on those different soil types. And growers also that are involved in grower groups may also see CBA captain demo strips. So we're very keen to try and give growers a bit of exposure to that before they sort of take on that financial risk of buying seed. So certainly the opportunities are there to be able to view it at large scale. And we're certainly keen to talk to growers to try and assist them adopting new varieties. So just again, recap where growers perhaps can get more information about this. So the CBA has a website. You can follow us on ChickPeaOz Twitter handle. Yeah, we'd love to hear from Christy, thanks a lot for talking to us. No worries, thank you. That was Chickpea Breeding Australia Program Leader, Dr Christy Hobson, from the New South Wales Department of Primary Industries. More information on this topic can be found in the description box of this podcast, or you can go online at grdc.com.au. I'm Deborah Bishop, and thanks for listening.